Thank you for listening to the Wannabes Podcast. This is a show where myself, JD, and Wasabi, two power-ranked New York City Super Smash Brothers Melee players, document and discuss our experiences as competitive tryhards. If you like what you hear, give us a follow on Twitter at the Wannabes Pod. We post all of our episodes there, and we have a link to our Discord where you can ask questions, and we will answer them. That's enough of that. Let's get to the show. Yeah, I started. The Wannabes episode 35. My name is JD. Yo, this is Wasabi. What's up? And uh, we just played some net play. How fun. Yeah, it was interesting. I haven't... This was the first day that I actually, like, played net play finally. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It took a while to get used to. Still a little bit weird. Yeah, net play is, um... It's kind of hit or miss. Um... I mean, how did you feel about the session? Well, I mean, um, I got really frustrated at the start when um, I just, like, wasn't, like, felt like I was missing dashes and stuff like that. And then towards, like, the middle half, I realized I just upped the buffer, and that made a huge difference. Hmm. So I think I was playing on a 6 buffer instead of a 5, and and that was a lot better. Hmm, wish I knew that. I did not know you increased the buffer. <laughs> but I guess I, will, I increased I mean, it on it my weird. side. So I didn't increase it for you. Oh, okay. I didn't know that's even a thing. Yeah, yeah. I um I felt like it was it was pretty good like I don't know. It just makes me think of like I just want to play you in person, you know. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's a lot of good stuff that we did and like obviously playing against someone like where we could just put each other like game or set three game five like that's fun Mm -hmm. like there's a lot to it but i don't know i was i was just getting tilted over like miss dashes is a big one if i miss like two dashes in a row i just oh yeah like it just it just kicks my ass way harder but i'm over it now i was salty for maybe five seconds after we ended the match and then i'm like wait this doesn't matter and then i heard your voice i'm like oh it's will (laughs) how can i how can i get mad yeah, I mean, I think you could still get mad. I was getting tilted, too, at the start. And then, uh, yeah, you were really whooping me at first. Uh, but I don't know. I think I want to, like, see how useful net, ca- net play can be. I know everyone, like, rides and dies by it. But, like, I definitely want to know, get some good connections and actually play people. I think there were times where it felt like really good connection between us. Like, our ping wasn't mm-hmm. bad. Um, maybe, yeah, just switch to the other buffer on top, but I know it was really interesting because, like, I was, I felt like the way I need to play against you is very much, like, the way I played, had to play on that play also. Like, I didn't really try to push myself or, like, like, execution-wise or, like, speed-wise, but always just tried to take, like, favorable positions and stuff like that, and I felt like that's, like, the way I need to play against you also. Right. No, it's definitely like, it's scary playing on netplay sometimes because I don't want to start training myself to play in a different way, you know? And Mm -hmm. I know you're saying it's specific to me, but I'm not sure if that's necessarily true on a land connection, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what always trips me up a little bit. And I also don't really know like the best way to use netplay, um, so that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like, I, I if I'm gonna be getting frustrated, like I could see myself playing like if I'm just bored on like a Saturday morning or something, just like going on Smash Ladder and finding some like lower level people to play against. I don't mind doing that because it's just like kind of warming my hands up. But in terms of really grinding. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, nothing beats the real, you know, the real thing. I think just, like, you can get a lot of practice and just, like, I don't know, it's so interesting trying to discern, like, what am I missing because of, like, net play and what am I missing because, like, I'm just making 
bad decisions. You know, and right. I think the hardest thing with net play is not to like is to kind of stop yourself from like going on full tilt because it's so easy to do that actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then like suddenly you're missing all the text and all your dashes and being like all right, like take a deep breath and you know you know you have to play slower. You have to think a little bit more. You have to just like and like it's not like perfect, but I think that like the people who really make the most in that play, it's not that they're not technical or anything like that, but they know like what is because of that play and what isn't, you know? Right. And I think that is like super hard to distinguish because I think like there are times where I was getting frustrated, but it was like clear that it was just like an unfavorable position. And even if it was like from a missed tech because of like playing on that play, you know, I still have to like play that situation. Right. Well, what's, what's also scary is like the subconscious stuff, right? It's like, what's the timing of, um, when you get up after get, getting knocked down or something, like, do you just have to start like buffer rolling because you can't get the timing down anymore? Or do you still go for like the frame one, like jump nair or something or frame one shine, like mm. things like that, where it's hard to retrain your mind. And then once you start doing that, then you're conditioned to play on a net play buffer rather than a land. And Maybe I'm just getting caught up. Maybe this is more in my mind, but I feel like I'm trying to get ahead of that. And that's what kind of keeps me away from playing too much net play mm-hmm. and just kind of keeping it as like, if I don't have, like, if I'm just really itching, that's like the back of my mind, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking like one of the big things was just like, like I can't get as much of my like reaction, like grabs from you. But, like, one thing I wanted to work on, I think that plays really good to test stuff out. Like, either edge guard situations or, like, real, like, set play stuff, you know? Sure, sure. And so, like, one thing I was specifically working was, like, instead of trying to, like, whiff punish grab you, which is more, you know, frame tight because grab's a lot slower, mm-hmm. I was just trying to whiff punish, like, shine you. So, yeah. like, that's changing my spacing to do that. And I think that's what net play can be really useful with. On top of yeah. just giving you like matchup practice. No, absolutely. Um, maybe it's just Fox Dittos that are getting me tight. Yeah, I mean Fox that's where everything's un- like so unforgiving, dude. I know <laughs> it's ridiculous, but you know it was a good little session. Um, surely a uh, good practice. Like playing you is always good practice, and um, nice little. Uh, lesson in emotion control i guess yeah i, <laughs> I feel like really that's the biggest to... thing is is literally just emotion control yeah i think that's the under underappreciated aspect of net play is like it's just straining how how frustrating it is to play this game you take mm-hmm. away all the social aspects like you know if you're getting beat then you have the full freedom to just rage in your room mm-hmm. <laughs> just you have to fight that Ugh. Man. Yeah, did we really Fucking go to Netflix. game fifteen on the beer finals? No, we did. The uh, set one was three one, my favor. Set two was three zero, oh, your favor, and then set three was three two. Three two, my favor. Uh, all yeah. right. Yeah. That's a lot of games. Yeah, that was a lot of games. It felt like a lot, honestly. Well, we played like fifteen games before that, and then a <laughs> set of, and then we played four sets of five. Damn, so we played a lot of melee. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yep. Fuck. <laughs> and now I got 42nd in my DMs trying to play. That's oh, so yeah, funny. I got Pokemon to raise, bro. Yeah. Catch them all. I know. Everyone's on the Pokemon grind, and I just don't own a Switch. Oi. Well, if are you a big Pokemon fan? Yeah, I love Pokemon. Yeah, I think you'll like it. It's, it's such a good casual game so far. Yeah. Like, I've been playing Pokemon dumb. Showdown, actually. Oh, and that's been a lot y'all. of fun. All right, we got to do a uh, like a randomized showdown battle. Oh, after dude, this. I'm so down. I'm so down. You, you, you have literally no chance. No chance, baby. I've been yeah, we'll I've been playing this whole weekend, po- learning learning Pokemon Showdown. You're I have doing cat- random battles, or you have yeah, a- all, all random battles. Oh shit! All right, let's go. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. So that's yeah. that play. 
Yeah, and I mean, besides that, honestly, nothing has happened this week for me, like, melee-wise. Uh, my office was moving and stuff, so I've been busy with that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking of, like, going to Hexus Nightclub next week and then, like, really? actually and do that. But that's about it, so, like, nothing new to report on me. But, you know, you got some stuff you want to talk about, right? From yeah, Hexus Nightclub. That sick yeah. run. Uh, yeah, it's it's very bittersweet. Um, yeah, I feel that. I have a lot to be happy about. Obviously, like I got a, my first win on Whiskers, um, beat Captain Smuckers, got a win on Layton and Doctor Z, and got second at the whole tournament, and I was seated seventh. So that's awesome. Like it's super fucking good. Uh, what's what hurts is like how it ended. Mm-hmm. That I lost two sets in a row. The last one. The last set of the tournament was I was down 2-0 and I came back game five and it was just like the craziest sequence. Like I barely survived like an Omsitech. Well, first off, like he can't, he comes down from the platform. I'm at like 60% last stock. He's on fresh last stock. Mm-hmm. This is whiskers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, um, I'm like dodging him. I think I like, he gets like a hit on me, puts me into like 90 or something. Shit. And then I get two, two, like a bunch of lasers and two drill shine up smashes to get him to like 60s. Mm-hmm. And then I think he like, oh God, I don't remember, but I know I like Omsitech something. I think I Omsitech like a down smash or something crazy. And then grab the ledge and then I Firefox stall, but my head pokes out and he forward smashes me. Oh, and I no. die. Yeah. That sucks. So I was just like, so, and it was after two, like every game was like four minutes because the way I played the matchup was like so passive, just not getting in his influence of control, like staying away from anything he could do from the top platform and then just like lasering him and punishing, you know, missed fares and stuff. And it's just excruciating. Like it's such a patient way to play. It took so long. And every time he hits me, he does like 60 plus or kills me. <laughs> so it's like, <sighs> it's a crazy, crazy set. Yeah. How do you feel though about it? Like, I know it's bittersweet, but like what other, you know, like, was there more like triumph? Like besides beating Whiskers, like obviously you've, you know, had recently Layden's number and also Smuckers a little bit as well. So like, how did, how did you feel going into those? Yeah. Um, great. I felt um, fairly confident. I was playing Smuckers a little bit in friendlies before the tournament, and we were going, I think, like, purely back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. It was a setup of three, so we kept, like, beating each other, beating the other guy, losing the other one, and then, like, going back and forth that way. Um, so, like, that's all I need, really, is... I've The last, like, five tournaments or something, whenever I play good before it starts, I end up doing well. And that's kind of just been my metric of like how confident I am. And it's good that everyone there, except for whiskers, but like I'm good against low tiers. So I wasn't too scared about that, but everyone there I'd beaten before and having that in my back pocket too, is like, okay, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And after that, that's kind of all I needed. Um, Actually big compliment to you after I beat smuckers. He's like, you know, fist bumps, like GG's. We start on, you know, wrapping up our controllers. He's like, I think you uh, got those up smashes from Will, didn't you? I'm like, yeah, kind of. He's <laughs> like, yeah, whenever whenever I, I play against a fox that gets those up smashes, there's like an 80% higher chance that I lose to them. And that's, that's what so was happening. Funny. Like, every time I would get um, those up smash chains, like three or four, Mm-hmm. Getting Falcon to sixty percent just unlocks so much, like yeah, and unlocks grab combos into death, and like just, it sends just, them off stage. Yeah, you could drill shine, uh, down smash, and mm-hmm. actually edge guard. Like, there's so much after that, and so I was just getting a lot of like low percent up smashes, and then chaining them into like way more. That's fine. That's what that's ended. That's what ended that set, and that was a three one too. So pretty convincing. Um, Damn. so yeah, I mean, a sick tournament, um, I'm just trying to think of like how I felt going into grants. 
because I had a lot of downtime because we played winners finals pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that, I just kind of like played some coup. Have you played coup before? Yeah, I played coup. Yeah, so I played coup with uh, like Jeremy and Gabe and Emil. Um, hung out for a little bit. Didn't warm up too much, but then I like randomly went to like a double setup. I was like walking around. Like, I don't think I got in my own head too much, mm-hmm. but there were definitely thoughts of like, holy shit, you're in Grand's winner side. Like, you can win this. There's no one here you can't beat. Like, all this stuff. And I brushed it away pretty, pretty quickly, relatively, but it was still like, I was getting ahead of myself. Mm hmm. And I know this is something we've talked about before, like anticipating the win and the implications of it and all that. It's been, it's a really dangerous thing to to have in your head. And so I'm just trying to think of what tangible things I could do in the future of mm-hmm. how do I like maybe maybe I should try like some meditation. Maybe I should just like go into the corner and listen to music. But I don't want to psych myself out. I, that's what I'm trying to kind of struggling with is like, what do I do with that extra time if and when it happens again? Yeah. Because, yeah. I think that's so hard because like, that's really like, that's the, that's the hardest part, right? Like, I think the best players are not just the ones that like perform well in tournament, like at majors and stuff, but like are able to actually relax when they need to relax you know mm-hmm. and i think that just comes with you know finding a way to like be able to disengage from where you are and then also like come back when you need to yeah definitely i think it's a bit different like, from everyone yeah. you know like some do I, it by hanging yeah. out with their friends and stuff yeah i think that got my mind off it pretty well um then i just got like bored of the game <laughs> i was like I need something else to do. And it was like an hour or something I needed to wait. Mm-hmm. I didn't drink any beer. I didn't smoke any nothing. So I think that's kind of where I am now. I'm, I've been pretty sober for like two weeks now on the uh, marijuana front. Because I'm nice. trying to get a new job. Um, yeah, so I'm like, it's, a, it's been probably two and a half, three years since I've gone this long. Um, which is pretty wild. But usually what I would do is, like, go outside and smoke with someone if I had time to wait. Mm-hmm. And so not saying that, like, that makes me play better. I used to think it did. I don't know if it actually does. Um, it's just, like, but it also isn't just if, it, if I'm ever in winner's grands again. You know, the, the feeling of anticipation and waiting for your next match and all this stuff is, like, it happens all the time in tournament. Mm-hmm. And so I think what's good is that this isn't the true test. Like the local isn't, even if I won, it wouldn't have made that big of a difference. You know, I would have made some extra money. Like that would have been cool. It would have been a much better tweet, <laughs> but realistically, this is the practice. Like this mm-hmm. is, this is to build up those, um, those experiences for when it comes down to the next major. And so I just hope that I can get as n- enough of this like high intensity, high level melee practice as possible. And it's just been so good having, you know, these, these hacks nightclubs, like win or lose against these guys, like just having the opportunity to play such high emotion melee is like the best practice I could ask for, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of my, my effort to distance myself from these locals. You know what I mean? Like not distance myself from it, but not get too attached to the results. That yeah, sense. of course. And I think that's hard. I think the hardest thing is like, even in, in, I've been thinking about this a lot actually recently, like, how to disengage from, you know, the pressure of performing well in tournaments, you know? And Mm -hmm. whether it's, like, local or at a major, like, 
I think definitely like that's a start, like first disengaging in the local and then learning to disengage at the major. And but I think that's the hardest part, right? Because when it comes to the major, that's when honestly you need to be your coolest, right? And mm-hmm. so I've been thinking a lot of, about it, and it's almost like, well, like none of us really are like gonna make money off of like as a player off of Smash, you know? Right. And so we're inherently like doing it because it's fun right and playing is fun and i think that's what i'm gonna try to go in with that mindset like moving forward granted i haven't been going to tournaments but i've definitely been thinking about that a lot more well i'm really excited for you to kind of pop back in because i don't remember the last time you took such a deliberate pause from entering tournaments and from what it's been sounding like you've been doing it in a really like deliberate and healthy way that like obviously you're not done playing <laughs> it's like it's you're you're, you're kind of like uh biding your time and like finding the best way to get back into it and you came off at a pretty hot streak too you know mm-hmm. so i think all that's stopping you is like these little tiny these little tiny moments that like make or break within tournaments. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm excited to see like how this break is going to help you out. Yeah. Eliminating the pressure is definitely like probably the most important thing. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. I definitely feel you on that. I think, yeah, for right now I just feel like, Oh yeah, I could, I'm kind of down to go to a tournament again, but Definitely, like, within the last few weeks, I haven't been feeling that. So, we'll see. I mean, that's the thing is I want to... I'm glad that we got to play some net play so I could, like, kind of see see how I'm faring, you know? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and you know, granted, it's net play, but it seems like, you know, I'm, like, still able to kind of play the way that I, that I have in my head, you know? And so yeah. that, that was really reassuring for me, honestly. Oh, yeah. I don't think once you once you kind of shook off the initial like rust of it like I didn't I didn't think you lost a step mm-hmm. and so you know going back to Hex's nightclub it's like we get to take this opportunity to like slowly ramp back up and I think all the kind of mental work we've been doing the past year um, I think we we're in a much better place to kind of like keep ourselves on track and just kind of eliminate like I felt more comfortable at this tournament in the last few rather than I did before we started doing the podcast like no doubt mm-hmm. and as we just like continue to like check in and and see what's going on and play these amazing players I mean HNC has been getting top level talent every single week you know there's so many people there to like grind with and and get good matches with that I think that this next year might be both of our years like I'm fully confident that we we can just like leverage this into like some good regionals and then you know once the summer comes back we're just going to kick some ass like I'm I'm fully ready you know yeah I think yeah whether or not you know how this year goes I'm looking really forward to it I think there was a lot of groundwork that needed to be done this year. And but I mean that's the thing is who who knows and like getting ranked or whatever is like takes bracket luck and you have to go to enough events and and then get sleep and then get a good bracket. You know, it's like so subjective almost that like I don't know. It's really interesting. I think my view on, you know, the state of top 100 is finally like getting a little bit more grounded you know it's almost like i yeah. want it less at this point <laughs> well that might help you like ironically achieve it yeah um that's always like again back to the implications of a win you know at a local at the last few uh, the last all of the hexes night clubs have not even counted for tri-state or new york city prs and so the first step is like once that becomes an official tournament and wins start mattering more than just you know in that 
one day, I wonder if I can keep the same level of detachment and perspective that allows me to play well. And on the other hand, it's like, that's probably the most important thing is getting all that thoughts, all those thoughts out of your head. Like, okay, if I win, this is a top 100 win. This will work for the ranks, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think that's the next step for us is to work through that because we're going to be giving ourselves more and more opportunities to get those wins because we're better players. I mean, we're, we're doing like, you're doing more work of like analyzing. We're doing the same amount of work of figuring ourselves out and we're both playing a lot. Like there's no way we're not going to improve. And so the next step is kind of keeping all that, like it gets harder and harder once it becomes more and more of a realistic thing. Like you're staring it in the face and once it becomes like, like, you know, you could beat someone the moon's level cause you've done it before. So when it comes time to do that, how are you going to react to it? And then how do we fix that in real time? Like, it's kind of scary, but that's like the probably one of the more exciting challenges. Like I'm ready to go after, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe not. Maybe I just I'm, I'm convincing myself it's exciting so that I don't admit that it's incredibly anxiety inducing. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely what's coming around the corner. Yeah, I think it's I don't know. I think that both like we've like had major runs in our you know, this year runs that like have really pushed, you know, maybe not necessarily the way that, uh, you know, other people view us or see us, but at least like within ourselves, I think it changed a lot, you know, like mm-hmm. you had like the few runs recently now. And I had like, you know, the summer, you know, with, you know, when I beat the moon and also like, all, all honestly also like, um, see me on land four too was a really great run that I, I've yeah. personally enjoyed. Um, yeah. I was like game five all the way until your boy pig. (laughs) (laughs) True. Not, not to throw shade. Yeah. Just uh, go all the way back to shit on my boy. Yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah, no, I think we've had like really, really big runs and I think it's just like, it's honestly, it's just the beginning, right? Like, you know, it's like, it starts with like runs and then it just becomes more and more, consistent it's honestly really interesting to look at the hacks nightclub bracket these days right when when hacks or rishi or nico aren't in it because like the people i see in top eight i'm just like oh yeah like that kind of just makes sense you know like right like curb Layton, young all like in like fifth fourth place like and it's like oh yeah like none of them like really like they could all take it they could also like all get fifth you know and mm-hmm. it's 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 so varying but like none of it is sort of surprising anymore. I think right. the only one that was like big was like you know your first win on Whiskers, which was really big, because Whiskers has been recently like kind of like the guy to beat on at Hacks Nightclub. Yeah, no, that's that's what hurt the most is I couldn't pick up that second win. Um, but again, like what's really cool is you know you mentioned all these players and. Like, yeah, they could, they're all like at that level of, you know, being able to take the tournament. And it's just, it's cool having that many people around and you just, you, you take a snapshot of the New York city, like ecosystem right now. And it's really healthy. And we were talking about it, like in the first half of this, this podcast, right. It's like, man, I wish we had a local, like New York city needs another local we were just opining for this <laughs> for so long. And then one comes along and it's like all of our wishes came true, right? Like I'm still waiting on that stream to start kicking so I can get more commentary experience. But besides that, it's exactly what I wanted. It's bringing all of the talent back. It's inspiring people to train again and to work on themselves and, and push themselves and it's just it selfishly it makes me better it makes you better it makes all of us better and after a few months of this tournament 
you know, knock on wood because who knows how stable the business itself is. But, you know, after a few months, we're going to we're going to see hopefully New York City come back in a really positive way. And and who knows? And we might usher in a new era of just like like we need to get whiskers to a major soon and see what the hell he's capable of in the national stage, you know? Mm-hmm. Like he's probably the second best Yoshi. Third, probably. But to Avalanche, you think? Yeah. Arguably, you, you don't. Arguably, know. he's it, it, top that's three. up for debate. Top three easily. Yeah, but that's exciting stuff, and um, we just got to see like all these other players. You know, we we still haven't seen like another new player besides Mott Money, who's just also kicking ass recently just there's so many opportunities for more young blood to come up and it's just super exciting i don't know i'm happy to have made my mark in a in a good way and now i'm you know considering the next (laughs) like i never thought my my next reasonable goal would be to win a new york city local like i never thought that's just it's really cool. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think, I mean, that's the biggest thing is, like, it's escaped us so, so long, right? Like, the first, uh, you know, like, the very first Haxes Nightclub I lost to, I was in the same position as you, actually. Beat Layden, beat Jason in a tight game five, and then uh, lost lost to Rishi. Double twice. Yeah, and Grants. Because oh, he, no. lost, he lost to Jason. Uh <laughs> surprisingly so that was crazy and then like almost beating rishi game five at concrete throwdown which would have been really nice uh but you know we're we're getting there you know i think we just have to keep on you know sort of playing and stuff like that i think though what's interesting is that idea of the new blood and like i'm really trying to figure out you know like if there's any if there's gonna be new blood in new york specifically in the city and mm-hmm. i i'm still waiting for that honestly it's hard like the it's hard to see piece. it's hard to see because right now all the experienced players are like they've either retired like we've had a, a good amount of players that used to be in that like mid high level range quit and everyone else that's around is like been playing for five six years mm-hmm. so it's hard to really see someone like poke through but then there's also you know players like gabe and jeremy who are consistently like and Kata trying too. to get better and Kata too exactly it's like you don't think of like i would never say they're young blood but you know i'm i'm definitely more experienced like i've been playing longer than them i think maybe not probably i mean like but you, you, you watch Gabe, you watch Jeremy play, and they're just, like, doing crazy shit. And it gives, you know, it gives a lot of hope. It's just not what you, like, I think there's this bias towards, like, like super new people. Like, someone coming out of nowhere. Yeah, like the, the natural Kevin Maples-esque thing. Yeah. But realistically, like, there are so many players that just, because the people above them are also working hard, it's like they don't get their chance to shine necessarily. And so I'm just excited that these tournaments keep filling up. People keep showing up. A lot of out of out of region people are like excited to show up. Like Dr. Z and Wrangler came through. And uh and also Linguini. Linguini was there. Yeah. Like what? That's so sick. And so having it be, you know, Midtown Manhattan. Um is it Midtown? No. It's Chinatown. Chinatown, man. Yeah, so, you know, just a subway away for most people and having it be in the greatest city in the world, it's going to attract a lot of people consistently. And I think Hacks has done such a good job with the branding, with the execution. Um, and he's just, like, really taken it as, like, his baby. Like, he's doing everything in his power. And then once he starts entering bracket, like, I, I just want I want a chance to beat him, you know? Like, he's going to be definitely 
one of the hardest people in the region, but how exciting would it be to beat Hacks at his own tournament? Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. Yeah, that that would be definitely the toughest thing. He just won uh, that NJ beer tournament yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, over Swedish and Flex. Flex got second, though, which was interesting. Flex beat Swedish, I saw. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that was that was loud. Yeah, sorry, it was right next to the microphone. How could you do that? Sorry, it was from the Bernie Sanders campaign. Okay. <laughs> Sponsored now by... Sponsored by Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Um... But yeah, what were we talking about? Yeah, like hacks, hacks like, coming back soon. Hacks is gonna be yeah. I mean, he's been back. It's just like he's been trying to make sure the tournaments run smoothly and keeping an eye on all the technical stuff. But yeah, once he enters, it's gonna be a whole different ball game, and um, it's just really exciting. It's exciting to just have this. You know, it's it's everything I I would have wanted out of a New York City local and. Oh my god! Okay, kind of changing the subject here. I was yeah, go say, for it. I um I got an interview. I interviewed for a job. Yeah. And um, they want me back for a second interview. Not surprised because oh, that's, that's I'm exciting. Super qualified. Um, but I would be working like on Eighth Avenue, like Eighth and Thirty Sixth or something. Oh really? I'm I work on Sixth and Thirty Fourth. That's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, we could have like a standing uh like get together or something. Yeah. Or I could come visit and play Smash with your coworkers. <laughs> yeah, we'll need to bring another TV because it's already yeah. sometimes a three man rotation. Oh so, yeah, So we need another one. But yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I mean, not trying to get too ahead of myself, but um you know, this job is you know, it's like it's still a small company but like 15 employees mm-hmm. um, and it's doing the same work I've been doing. I'm like very comfortable with the job description as it's laid out. Like it's just the work I've been doing. So that's cool. And I just need to put together like a project and present it to them or something. And then they'll decide whether I'm, you know, worthy of their that's exciting. Companies. Yeah. So, and then I just got to see what they're paying, but um, you know, if they could pay enough, you know, I won't get into numbers, but if they can match what I'm making now, um, they have like benefits. They give like one domestic flight a year, which is like, oh, so you got a free major, you got a free Genesis essentially. Damn. Um, there's a, yeah. So, and then working in Midtown is perfect like i could just go straight from there to the to the local like i'm just so and it's like three blocks from the bus stop and the bus is how i get into the city anyway so i wouldn't even need to take a subway in my commute that's hype it's it's, yeah it'd be like a like a 20 minute commute every day that's so hype so uh you know fingers crossed for that but it's so funny so last week with my job they said that they like sent me home. I like tweeted about it. I was like, yeah, kind of yeah, in, kind of in hysterics because like, what the fuck? Um, scary stuff for sure. Definitely scary stuff. And then the next day they're like, oh, we're back online. Like come into work. But I had already like sent out a bunch of interviews. Funny enough, the day before. So I like got ahead of it. And um, so I went back into work, but then I'm like, yeah, I got a, uh, Got a doctor's appointment tomorrow. <laughs> That's classic. Let's hope they don't they, listen to this podcast. Yeah. Well, it's always 38 minutes in. And so they would have had to get, you know, get through net play analysis and Hex's nightclub speak to get to this point. So yep. it's always my strategy is waiting this long. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it kind of like lifted me out of that confusing funk I was in. And um, I mean, best case scenario, I didn't even miss a paycheck they were Mm -hmm. able to to get that going so it's not like i i you know had to dip into savings or anything so pretty good um still in that transition phase and then once i you know hopefully present and i could um give them a little pizzazz give them some something they need and then uh yeah i got a new job who knows it's exciting shit 
Yeah, no, that is super, super exciting. You know what else is exciting? One, one last thing, actually, that uh, I think we have to talk about. You know, yes. Uh, to like close it out is um, there's actually a shout out for this week that I have in what mind that I didn't tell you about. Okay, okay, spring it up. You got to shout out our homie Lewis, the swooper, for you know placing top, top eight. eight. Yeah, getting top eight at DreamHack Atlanta. This is like the first time, you know, like I remember, like, you know, like a major, right? Where he's, mm-hmm. he's, you know, broken into the top eight to the Sunday, to the Sunday spot, right? And even if, you know, he had to face Spark in a very tough uh, set on the loser side, but to just make it into the final day, I think that's says a lot for him. You know, he really got his name out there and, you know, even impressed Drug Fox, which is very hard to do, I have to say. <laughs> That's good. I mean, Swoops deserves it. I would love to shout him out every week if possible. Um, we have a one-on-one episode, which is cool. Yeah. So we could kind of spit that out. Like, hey, if you like the Swooper, listen to him talk. But um, do you know have the do you have the wins he had in front? Uh, of you? Let me see if I can find it in front of me. I know that to make it into top eight, he ha- he had to play Hi-Fi, the Puff player. Okay. And he four-stocked him game one. Oh my god! So it Before was. a puff. Yeah. I mean, that's wild. As Samus, also like that is ridiculous. So he had to play Mui, who I know is good, uh, you know, from the Midwest, and then he had to play Den, this Fox player, who's actually yeah. really good. Uh, he beat Dreffen actually. No, Den Den's amazing. Dref- yeah, yeah, Den's amazing, and then he won Game Five against Hi-Fi. Wow. So Super came from losers to conquer. Yeah. I mean, it's it kind of sucks that like he played against really good players that are also maybe a little less known than they should be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's always like not quite the nightmare scenario, but it's not what you want. Like you want to get one of those big, like big name wins, but yeah, the brand I'm so name. happy. Yeah, exactly. But I'm but so if you happy you broke top into eight. top eight. Yeah, I feel like if you make top eight, you don't have to, you don't have to sweat about that. He, exactly. I mean, let's put it this way: he Hi-Fi beat Calvar this yeah. weekend, and then also, uh, Super lost to Spark and S2J, two top twenty players. Yeah, that's a that's tough insane. bracket. Yeah. So really, really good losses, great wins. I mean, I'm sure anyone would be happy with that bracket. And um, that's just that's sick. I, I I really hope he gets that top hundred spot because mm-hmm. he's just been like he's been so consistently traveling to majors and regionals and just getting his name out there as often as possible and, and really putting in the work all over the place. He, like starting a Patreon and doing um, reviews and analysis. Mm-hmm. And from what I hear, he's very good at it. Like he has a lot of happy customers. So. Um, yeah, just, just true definition of like a fiend, <laughs> a, a, a true melee lover and one of our good friends. So God damn it. This phone just really happy, really happy to have, uh, have the swooper put up a good performance. Yeah. Shout outs to Lewis again. Good shit. Yeah, dude. All right. So let's do our weekly segment. Yeah. Want to be watch list. What do you got for me, Will? What do you what have you been watching lately? Me? What have I been watching? Um, not watching, but playing. I finally got into uh, the Pokemon Showdown. Nice. And that's been super hype, as, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast. So lots of content on that. And it's really, really interesting because it's like all cerebral play. And so mm-hmm. I've definitely been trying to figure out how to, you know think like that in in melee also interesting i wouldn't suspect any sort of crossover but well that's the thing is i i I haven't really figured it out yet i've just been trying to learn how (laughs) how it works but you know like i feel like you can always take away something you know and even if it's something small like i think like one big thing in pokemon showdown is really managing uh, two things: safe switches and also 
mitigating risk. And I think that's two big concepts that I could be more aware about in Melee. So it's not necessarily that I'll get like super brand new ideas, but it's just more about being aware of those concepts uh, when I play moving forward. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting point because now I see it when you phrase it that way. Like a safe switch in Pokemon is like, okay, I, I'm fairly confident they're going to go for this. Like there's a high percentage chance they go for this. Option. Or your or your Pokemon's faster, so you can act first. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, there's actually there's actually something there. Oh shit, who would have thought? Yeah, don't at me, JD. I'm not. I'm. I'm sorry. It seems it seemed like a stretch, but like mitigating risk, definitely a concept. I, I'm. I'm gonna hold you to it though. I want to see what you come up with because there's gonna be some more work that has to be done to actually. Uh, to actually convert it into melee skill, but oh yeah, these are anyone... just like fledgling ideas for sure. But if, the, if there's anyone who could uh, turn Pokemon experience into melee experience, it's it's my son Wasabi. It's no a doubt. stretch, but we'll try. Yeah. Well, cool. We gotta. We're gonna do a Pokemon showdown battle after this. Yeah, yeah, we got. Uh, what gen? What gen do you play? I do Gen Seven randoms. Gen Seven randoms. Okay, sick. I think it's just like the default on there so i can tell you right now my record i have like a 50 maybe 55 percent win rate let's see i've been grinding and i am 58 wins to 47 losses so so i think i'm getting paired with harder people and i have to learn a little bit more but we'll see all right all right I challenge you. All right, what have you been? What's on your watch list? Uh, well, Friday I I got uh, the new Pokemon. I got Shield. Nice. Um, so that's just been a few days, but it's been it's been delightful. Um, I it, it gives me the strategy of because most Pokemon games starting up until like Gen six, like you kind of have to pick a team and you have to think of it in advance. And you're kind of punished for switching it up because of how the experience system works and how EVs work. Mm-hmm. Um, but this game really gives a lot of like there's a catch up mechanic so that first off, there's always experience share on. And the lower level you are compared to what Pokemon you uh, you kill, I, I'm not going to say faint. When you murder another Pokemon, mm-hmm. depending on the level, you get more experience. Okay. So I've been I've been having a lot of fun just like constantly switching it up and just trying out all different types. And it's just been such like a, such a fun casual experience where I don't I'm just like kind of exploring everywhere and, and spending a lot of time in the quote unquote wild zone. Mm-hmm. And just like I'm even having fun like I bought clothes. I never thought I would give a shit about what my character looked like, but it's actually kind of fun to like customize the clothing that you have. Oh yeah. And sure. Yeah. It's, it's just a really fun, like I feel like a kid again, almost. It's That's just awesome. putting everything. Yeah. It's like putting everything out of my mind. I'm just like blasting the music. I'm not like multitasking. I'm not like, you know, listening to an audiobook while I'm playing. I'm just like fully immersed. Um, and just like fucking around it's really cool and the way it it works with the pokemon in like i'm like geeking out right now i don't give a shit yeah the way it works with like though in the open world you see pokemon like you don't run into a random patch of grass and then it like hits you like you see them pop up and stuff yeah yeah and you know which pokemon it is and stuff which is really cool yeah yeah and so that's just like it adds this whole like i've been wanting this for so long and I didn't even know it how much I wanted this. And so it's just been, it's like something to look forward to. And finally I I have like the Sunday scaries because I won't be able to play Pokemon tomorrow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) At least you have a switch so you can bring it for the commute and for bathroom breaks. If you're really craving it, go and take like a 45 minute shit. No, like 10 minutes, four times. You need, (laughs) you need to be a little more, you need to finesse it a little bit better. 
Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, yeah, the same old, same old stuff, same podcast, same, um, you know, music. But Pokemon coming out was definitely a big, a big boon and just like lifted my spirits up this whole weekend. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got a few minutes left. We're going to cut it a little short due to um, some time constraints, but let's talk about our upcoming week. Let's, let's set some expectations and and some goals. Um, So what do you, what do you want to accomplish this week? What do you want to focus on? Um, really like, you know, last week I really didn't do too much. I, I mainly relaxed and focused on work. So it's getting back into the swing of things with Melee and, you know, going back to Hacks Nightclub, if all goes well, if I'm feeling well on Wednesday, uh, I'd like to enter and, you know, have fun and test some stuff out. Word. You? Yeah, I'm trying. I, I want to get the, um, I want to get my three days of exercise in i want to tr- hit that goal again because mm-hmm. last week like was such a weird week that i just like i think i went twice no i went once i went one time um so i'm just gonna try to normalize everything again and, and get back in there but i also got this like journal this like directed journal mm-hmm. that is about setting a habit and i want to start focusing my mornings on you know besides editing the podcast which um only takes like a day or two i want to um focus on writing comedy every day not like writing a journal or writing like personal stuff it's like for the purpose of writing comedy i want to start building that habit and so the journal i bought is like a 66 day step program (laughs) it's like damn that's crazy yeah, but it's not intensive. It's like probably 20 minutes a day. But each day it's like kind of moving more and more towards different goals. And so I think tomorrow I want to start and take that seriously and, and see what could come of it. Um, and go from there. It might be it might be beneficial. Nice. That's exciting. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. But... Um, you know, hopefully this new job doesn't take like forever to transition and I can get out of the funky in between area of like quitting one job and all that stuff and Mm -hmm. just get back into the normality of things. I feel like we haven't had a normal week in like a month. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been a bit of a crazy month. So hopefully things die down for the holidays. Yeah, hopefully. But we'll be catching up with each other no matter what. Yeah. That's what I look forward to. Yeah. I'll, I'll see you on Pokemon Showdown, JD. Oh, yes, you will. <laughs>